0: Hello and good morning to you, my beloved brothers and sisters and the Lord. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chili Jacob, and I'm here this morning, one more time, by the grace of God and in the Spirit of God and the joy of the Spirit to share with you this day's episode of our daily fellowship with the Lord, with the world. What a blessing. What an amazing victory it has been so far. We are deeply, deeply grateful to God, and we thank Him for what is happening and for the turnaround and the testimonies and everything that He has He has made available for us. Daddy, thank you this morning. We are deeply grateful. We receive the abundance of all that you have given to us this day, and we thank you. We lift everything our life what we have the situations we are in everything we lift it up to you with thanksgiving in our heart and we thank you that the goods are multiplied the truths are multiplied the love is multiplied the the resources we have are multiplied to not only meet but to exceed every need where there is pain in the heart this morning we peace in the precious name of jesus where there's weakness in the body with decreased strength may your eyes see what you need to do to live more healthy and enjoy the reality of your everyday life you know i made a statement last sunday where i referenced a quote by the brother apostle paul where he was saying hey you are talking to me that way you believe about me in that way because you mistakenly believe that i am living by the standards of the world now this doesn't look like a huge message but until your eyes open to understand what he's talking about listen to me but you know what made that statement even more powerful is that he made it in person. It's like I'm talking to you and say, by the way, you know, I'm a man. So it's something that is certain. It's something that is obvious. It's something that there's nothing to dispute about it. That's what made that statement so powerful. Now, before I read it in the scripture, let me jump up a little bit and explain why this is so important. Don't forget, you and I have been talking about bringing down heaven on earth. And we cannot bring heaven down on earth by living by the standards of the world. When he says standards of the world, don't, don't forget you are living by the standard of the world because you are reading things the way the world reads things. And beloved, if you have not seen it yet, you are sure, and I'm sure by now you have started to realize that this is where the issue of Christianity has been. It's not that we did not go to church. It's not that we did not dance, it's not that we did not read our Bibles, it was not even because we did not pray, it's not that we did not fast, it's not that we did not learn religious lingos, it's not that we did not do We we were involved in all these activities, however, the majority of it never changed our mind. We did those things as rituals thinking that that doing it in themselves will change God or will help us to impress God or will help us to score good points with God. We did not realize that we are the gods that requires our mind to change, to align with the heart of our father. I was speaking to one of our sisters yesterday and I made this statement that a renewed mind can easily read the mind of the father. Let me say that again. A renewed mind can easily read or discern or fall in line with the will of the father. Don't forget what Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says. It says, and then you would taste To see that the will of God, the way to taste and see that the will of God is both good, is pleasant and acceptable is that your mind is changed because that is the post-test. That's what was said before Brother Paul talked about designing, knowing what the will of God is. So a renewed mind, and when I say renewed mind, I'm saying a mind where the knowledge of good and evil is being purged out and now filled with the knowledge of Christ. That renewed mind can understand and read and walk and flow accordingly to the will of God. But, what happened to us is that in, in our numerous, numerous religious activities, we read the word. the perception we had or the way we saw things was not different from the way the world saw this. In fact, many of us struggled more than unbelievers because you are doing these religious things so you are expecting things to be different but you are not seeing them any differently. Or, you are doing all these religious activities but you are still being been upset like the world so you are struggling because you know you have to forgive an unbeliever can be upset and be upset 100% don't care don't think about going to heaven or going to hell you've been told if you didn't forgive god will not bless you god will judge you god will kill you and now you are struggling with those, all those emotions now just follow me this morning and going somewhere i'm actually going to read second corinthians chapter 10 10 verses 1 to 2 just to show you what where apostle paul made that statement I was having a conversation with one of our brothers yesterday and I was telling him that, look at it, just think. One of the greatest challenges the African man has is the ability to sit down and think. Would rather just follow what we are told? Think about it. If all this morality that has been preached to us, if all this perfect behavior that has been preached to us since, if it has been working, Why is it that employers are not rushing to employ born-again people? It should be that because we are perfect in our character, because we are perfect in our behavior, because we are holy, it should be that employers should be rushing. If you go and fill out an application, they will ask you, are you born again? Because born-again people are supposed to be perfect people, holy people. But brothers and sisters, you know, at least in this country, I can speak about in this country, that the opposite is the case when you go to a place and you say you're born again they don't even want to hire you because why because they create more problems for you so instead of a born again man bringing down heaven on earth in her workplace or in his workplace he oppressed by the standard of the world but then he he or she is still the one who brings flyer to invite people to church So, in other words, we have our heaven only when we gather on Sundays. But when we get out of that place, we live by the standard of the word. And why do we live by the standard of the word? Because we think the way the word thinks. We read, our mind has remained. Un-renewed. And this statement I made now is not false because even as an employer of labor, the people I don't usually want to hire are those who come and start sounding church-like. They are the ones who will give you the highest issues. Why is that? Think about that. Why is that? If we are really teaching the gospel which renews the mind of a person to tell you that wherever place you are, you are supposed to bring light into that place wherever you are, you're supposed to bring peace into that place. It does not mean that the place is going to be convenient and perfect, but just because you are conscious of the fact that you're a peace bringer, that you're a light bringer, that you are the one who makes things work. Sir, if that is the way your boss reads you, you become indispensable. Believers go to work they don't even pray for that business that they are eninsulated from to succeed they don't speak good things about that business no they only complain and bitter and bitter about their boss you hear them say i want to start my own thing i want to start my own thing you forget that where you are is a preparation grant to whatever thing that you want to start beloved It will make sense to you now why believers are struggling just the same way the unbelievers are struggling. If we are light in our places of work, listen to me carefully. I am not sounding abstractly because I work, I still work for people. I still have things that I do. Once I began to realize this, my perception of work changes. My perception of handling business changes because number one, it is not perfect. If it's not, if it's perfect, why are we needed? If there's light everywhere, why why are we needed? It's supposed to be that my coming into a business changes the fortunes of that business. It's supposed to be that my coming into that business brings order in that business. Now, whether I am the CEO or whether I'm just a clerk, in the place that I have a space in my authority, I make sure that light is showing in that place. And you know the truth about this whole thing. The world also is looking for that light employers are also looking for people they can rely on employers are still looking for people they can depend on but what do we do what do we do church people what do we do you're in a place earning salary you're complaining you're bittering you're so negative and you are there praying for a better place where does better place is it is it in heaven No, the place you think is better is only better because you are not there. Beloved, I'm saying this so that people don't get frustrated praying to God and it looks like God is not answering. Everywhere we are is an opportunity if we read it correctly. Every day we wake up is a blessing for that day. Whatever I have in my hand right now is a blessing. Whatever situation, whatever position I am now, there is something I can walk out from there. That is why we say there is something in the hand of everyone. But our mind has been conditioned to see lack, to see emptiness, to see problem, to see whining, to see complaining. So we say praise to God, hallelujah, glory. The next month we turn around and complain about our jaws, we complain about our... bosses we complain about the place we are we complain about everything around us beloved we've got to change i'm bringing this up this morning because this is what makes it it makes it look like you're praying and nothing is happening think about it so in order to break through what do the unbelievers do they cheat they lie as a way to get through And you born again after a while of saying you will not cheat and lie. Because you see you're not going anywhere, then you join them. But what I'm saying, beloved, is this. Don't forget, we are supposed to bring down heaven everywhere we are. We are supposed to bring down heaven where we are. It does not matter because if those people don't need light, then what are we doing here beloved? You can listen to me this morning and say, hey, this man doesn't know what my boss looks like. This man doesn't know the kind of environment that I work in. Remember, the reason you are looking at it that way is how you are reading the situation. Don't forget, we say that we are children of God. We are sons of God. That means that we have the ability to change situations to change what I'm telling you today is that this can become the miracle that opens door for you everywhere you are don't forget when you change the way you look at things the things that you look at change when you change the way you look at the same job that you have now that same job will start to change that's why I said last Sunday this is absolutely practical we've got to always start from where we are praise God for the blessings that we have for the things that God has put in our hand otherwise beloved what we have done is to pray to God for success but we think like poor people what we have done is what we have said is thank you father you are so good but in our heart we are so bitter what we have done is to say well this well I'm going to do this next year but your mind is still in the previous years nothing has changed beloved there is no experience of heaven where the mind remains what unchanged and what have we been talking about we are designed brought forth here to manifest heaven on earth unless i think heaven i cannot manifest it unless i see heaven i cannot manifest it and so, where do we read from? We read from who we are, not what they look like. Praise God. I promise to read this scripture and before my time wraps up this morning, let me read it. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 to 2. Now, please listen, for I need to address an issue. Brother Paul writes, I am making this personal appeal to you by the gentleness and self-forgetfulness of Christ. I am the one who is humble and timid when face to face with you but bold and are spoken when a safe distance away. Now listen to me. This is what they were accusing Paul of. This is how they were talking about brother Paul. They said, look at him, this man. When he comes, it's not, it's not like he's that eloquent. But when he goes out here, his letters to us are bold. They are spoken. But when he comes in front of us, he's timid, he's shy. That's what they were accusing Apostle Paul of. And this came from a lot of other accusations. Now he writes in verse 2. Now, I plead with you that when I come, don't force me to take a hard line with you, which I am willing to do by daring to confront those who, now, this is what I was talking about, who mistakenly believe that we are living by the standard of the world not by the spirit's wisdom and the power. This is what I was talking about. He said, you are talking about me like that because you mistakenly believe that the way I relate with people, the way I do things is by the standards of the world, and not by the spirit's wisdom. Watch what he says specifically. That means I live my life by spirit's wisdom and by the power of the spirit, not how the situation looks like. Not how the environment looks like. Not how the country looks like. Not what everybody is saying. Not going to church and thinking like the world. No. He says, you are talking about me like that because you mistakenly believe that I am living by the standard of the world and not by spirit, wisdom, and power. What we have done is to teach people because they think, listen to this carefully, because they think that their miracle is in the hand of God, because they are waiting on God, because their mind has been conditioned to think that circumstances just change without them being changed. What we are consumed about is trying to do more things to get things to change while we remain unchanged you give somebody a job to do she does he or she does not realize that that's a covenant that's an agreement that if you agree to receive a salary from somebody, you must have to do that job. If you can't do the job, then you leave the job and stay at home or find something else. We've been trained, not us anyway. Thank God. Glory to Jesus. I'm speaking about generality of the church. We have trained people to go and sit at your boss chair and command to take over the place. For where? We have trained people their mind is that, oh, I've not gotten another job. I'm not liked at this job because my village people say against me because somebody is blowing powder for me somewhere we have refused to understand that the power to change lies in the on the inside of us and anybody who is listening to me this morning and this affects you one way or the other you can see that this is god speaking to you directly praise god don't forget when you change the way you look at that situation that situation will change praise god when you see yourself as a bringer of light you light comes into that place when you see yourself that you can become more valuable even when you are leaving that job, even if you intend to leave that job, that person holds you in high esteem. That person holds you in their heart. It doesn't matter. Let me tell you, no matter how bad you think a person is, they know good when they see it. No matter how terrible you think they are, the value you bring into their heart, even if they dismiss it, their heart, does not dismiss it. Look at what I want to point you to this morning. Brother Paul the Apostle was was talking as if he's saying this in person. I said, oh, this is normal. You're supposed to know that I live my life by spirit's wisdom, by the wisdom of the Spirit and the power of the Spirit. Amazingly. Praise God and not by the standards of the world. You talk about me the way you do because you think I operate by the standard of the world. And it was in the next verse, verse number three, that he now goes on to say, even though we live in this world, but we do not engage as humans do. Don't forget, most times when this scripture was read to me, the standard reading from verse three, I have read from verse 1 today to give you the background what led Apostle Paul to start to talk about warfare. That he started talking about. First of all. Hey. I do not live by the standard of the world. What do I do? I capture the thoughts. That looks like the thoughts of the world. And make them to submit to be Christ. I take a stand in righteousness. In truth. As belt holding me. I have taken my stand on the truth. And upon that truth I live. And he says here. I live by Spirit's wisdom and power. Beloved. You can see what this means and let me say that as I round up this morning just listen to me very carefully I know I may have spoken a little faster this morning and so if it is fast for you please I'm sorry Pause the message and play over again but let me say this conclusively in case you didn't understand all that I said this morning please understand what I'm going to say now and what is that this whole this whole relationship this whole born again thing this whole salvation thing is not a matter of working God inside of us bringing God to enter us it's not about bringing heaven to enter us it's not about bringing things bringing God to come inside of us no, we are already one with him what it is about is working out the God that is already in us what is about is working out the salvation that is in us already. What it is all about is working out, bringing out the wisdom of the Spirit that is inside of us already. What is all about is bringing out the blessings of God that is in us already. But because our eyes have not seen this, we keep crying and keep looking for more blessings and more opportunities. We keep crying for more of the Spirit, more of the Spirit. Lord, I want to know you more. I want to know you more. But you are not listening. Your heart remains to be the same. We sing all those emotional songs and we cry about it. But we don't even mean it. Because if we desire it, we know that first it is us that needs to change. Don't forget, it is not about bringing God inside of you, beloved. You already have him. We already one with him is all about walking out that means bringing out the god that is in us bringing out the forgiveness that is in us bringing out the love that is in us bringing out the blessing that is in us bringing out the favor that we have bringing out the wisdom that we have that should become so indispensable no matter how bad the place is you will always be the one that is needed i will stop here I hope this has been a blessing to you this morning and of course this is one of those that we got to share out over and over again to many more people and let their heart begin to change. Please enjoy your day. Don't forget that this morning you have been served. It is now your turn to serve as many as you can. Finally keep me in your prayers and keep the message in your prayers. The gospel be not heed but it will continue to create light from one place to another as the knowledge of Christ covers the earth just like the water covers the seas. Shalom.